Disclaimer. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the Bogside and Brandywell Health Forum. You know, that's what we're trying to promote as well, like build a breastfeeding community. And we can all come from different areas and have different, um, I suppose, different backgrounds. But at the end of the day, we all want the same thing, and that is to support women to do whatever they decide, whatever that may be. We're not trying to convince people either that they need to breastfeed. And, you know, it's about making sure women have the right information to make a choice that's right for them. What we're all about, really, is there is support in dairy, but um, not everybody knows about it. There's quite a lot of support, actually. Um, but you have to, uh, you might, you have to be on like a certain maybe WhatsApp group or a certain area to know about the certain support. So, the idea of our page initially was a signposting page to all the support groups available in the northwest. Welcome back to the community soapbox, and on this episode we have the girls from Northwest Baps. Well, two of them anyway. We have the Sinead O'Kane and Noella Gormley. Uh, do you want to just introduce yourselves a bit? Just let us know how Babs came about. I'll go first. Um, I'm Noella and Babs came about, well, we started last year around October time after attending a meeting that Maria Heron had organised and she was just bringing together all the different groups in Derry and the different um, individuals that were interested in breastfeeding and wanted to promote breastfeeding support. And, and who were involved in offering support to women. Um, so we went along and there was people from the Trust, from uh, University of Ulster, from some of the local share starts and from uh, the local charity organisations as well. Um, Quidgy, I'm not sure if anybody was there from the Lighty League, but um, it was basically everybody came together and we had a discussion o- about you know, what do we think we th- the issues are and why why breastfeeding isn't really high here in Derry specifically. Um, so we had discussions about that and talked about, you know, things that could be improved and, you know, areas w- that we need to look at. And this meeting arose from uh, a previous meeting that Maria had arranged. They were doing a, a zero-waste parenting programme over with Instacom's Park House, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so they, Maria had um, set up this workshop and it was one of the topics that came up about breastfeeding, about it not being you know, very um, visible in the city and also the support um, was a bit lacking. Um, so I suppose it kind of arose from that um, and two of the parents that attended that had suggested getting the council involved and that year they had invited Breastival here to have um, <coughs> an event for World Breastfeeding Week and the mayor hosted them in the, her chambers. They had a breakfast and then they walked along the Peace Bridge over to St. Collins Park House where Breastival had set up for the event that year and I had attended it just as I just went along as the breastfeeding mum and yeah it was it was great to see all the different supports there and it was really it was really good event. Um, so I, I suppose it started from that really um, and Maria had just asked if anybody was interested in helping out, um, and I had put my name forward because I just moved back here to Derry from I used to live in Antrim, so 
coming back in and still breastfeeding a two-year-old and it was my hometown. I wasn't paranoid about feeding an Antrim but I was a bit more reserved feeding coming back here and I was like why is that and it's like because people know me here mm. and I know it's not the done thing well I knew it wasn't the done thing so it was you know it's one thing feeding a baby it's another thing feeding a toddler and people are, you know you do get the looks but um, I suppose that's why I kind of wanted to get involved as well to kind of let women here who were breastfeeding know that there's support available and that it is, you know, it is possible to feed beyond six months or a year or whatever it is they, they advise you to do now. Um, so that's amazing, Noella. That's, that's a big, big start. But from, am I right in saying that we had the lowest figures in breastfeeding here in the world? Yeah. We still do, yeah. Um, I know recent figures are increasing from what I hear and I can see it myself like there is a bigger uptake now in people trying and starting to breastfeed from what I'm hearing just you know from I suppose like friends and friends and friends and friends people are more interested and more aware of it it's then what happens after that if there's any issues or because there's not a lot of knowledge in you know community anymore or in know your mom like my mommy doesn't know anything about breastfeeding uh. so I couldn't ask her anything or my aunties or the usual people that you would go to for support especially when you have a baby they can't tell you anything because they didn't do it so a lot of knowledge has been lost throughout generations because it's not it hasn't been done for at least three generations here you know in the general population um so all that knowledge has been lost and the people we would normally go to for support aren't able to help us and they don't know how to and as Sinead experienced, um, it's well just give a, just give them a bottle or just switch over to formula and so not that there's anything wrong with that, but some women don't want to hear that. Um, and it kind of because there is an urge to uh-huh. want to feed your baby and I think you can only experience that after you've had a baby. Like I wasn't intending on like I was giving it a go and I had no like qualms either way. Like it, w- it wasn't an issue for me. Oh, if it doesn't work, I'll just you know I just wasn't bothered either way. Aye. But when Nisha first latched, that she's my first baby. When she first latched, there was just a switch flicked, and I was like, nothing else is going to pass her lips, and I it was just as strong as that. And Aye. we did have a lot of hiccups along the way, but it was just it was never a question then for me to do anything else and. I suppose I'm lucky in that way that that happened. That doesn't happen for every woman, but they still want to do it because they know how beneficial it is, not just for the baby, but for themselves. And it can be really difficult when you're not met with support for that. It's kind of like, we'll just give up. You know, that can be very detrimental, especially a woman's mental health. Mm. Um, A lot of things about birth and breastfeeding are kind of, I suppose, not heard whenever we're asking for help. And it's just like trying to make, just giving a solution instead of sitting with them and yeah. helping or, you know, it's just one of those areas we need to provide more support. For. And that, that's what BAPS is all about, really. It's offering that information, that lost information and just being there as support. I mean, what, what does, it's an interesting name, I suppose, if you're from Derry. It may not be as hilarious outside of Derry, but I mm-hmm. think the name Babs is just brilliant. Yeah. Um, how do we come about with that name? Well, Noella um, came up with that name, but it stands for 
breastfeeding and perinatal support. So we're not just about breastfeeding, it's offering any support after as well. Um, but I, I got involved in breastfeeding because um breast or BAPS because I had been at one of the meetings as well, but to be honest I went along for the biscuits and the <laughs> tea and scones because I found that I was doing that for all all the meetings that I was going to. Um and just it was a breastfeeding kind of support meeting I thought, but when Maria put out the call for help, um I thought I can do that. I'm off maternity, I want I want to help in some way. So that's how I got involved and it was just sorta taken arms and legs now, which is amazing. But um what we're all about really is there is support in dairy, but um not everybody knows about it. There's quite a lot of support actually. Um, but you have to, uh, you might, you have to be on like a certain maybe WhatsApp group or a certain area to know about the certain support. So, the idea of our page initially was a signposting page to all the support groups available within the Northwest, um, and that's just what where we started. But then, Noella has had great ideas, and Maria as well. So, um, Noella has created a walking group on a Monday because she would kind of look to see what supports is available and post it every week. And could see that there was a need for a support group on a Monday because maybe a mummy has had difficulties over the weekend and she needs some kind of support now on a Monday and there wasn't really anything available on those days. So that's why um, the Northwest Baps Walking Group came about on a Monday. So the idea of that was to go out a walk. How lovely is it to go out a walk, especially up the quay? And um, if you want to feed in public, that you're surrounded by a lot of breastfeeding mummies who will be there Very to help good. you and support you because there isn't any groups like that that offer in public feeding mm. support um, and then the city hotel so kindly offered to um, provide tea and biscuits <laughs> the best part <laughs> <laughs> so we would meet on a Monday and walk up the quay and then go in the city hotel have a chat at tea and biscuits and walk back down the quay to Sainsbury's again it's um, lovely. It sounds like they don't get fed at the house, but so no, <laughs> I don't unless I feed myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, so he's began then <laughs> as a Facebook page, um, but I mean I've seen these all over the social networks now, and these have, as you say, Shanae's have massively grown legs, and it's it's really taken off. Um, he's have the walking group. I've seen that. Is there anything else that goes on? Yeah, I suppose we try and highlight all the celebrations throughout the year for um, supporting breastfeeding. And one of the other main things we want to do is raise awareness and visibility as well of breastfeeding for the public. Because the more people see women breastfeeding, the less shocked they're going to be the next time they see it. You know, it's mm. about exposure and I suppose desensitising the general population as well to a woman feeding a baby from her breast which is um you know most some natural people thing. Uh, <laughs> the most mm. natural thing in the world and how we all came to be here as well people sometimes forget mm. um it's only over the last hundred years that formula has been formula feeding has been a thing so if you look at um i suppose <laughs> human evolution it's only the last hundred years which is a small proportion um of our our time as a species that formula feeding has been a thing so and mm. <coughs> um, we're very lucky to have it a lot it saves a lot of babies lives and it's you know it's a necessity ah. as well in in some places um but it doesn't mean that breastfeeding isn't also a, a viable way to feed your child and you know one thing i noticed even as 
uh, my children got older, it was like, oh, are you still breastfeeding? Are you still breastfeeding? And, you know, it's like, yeah. And I didn't expect to breastfeed as long as I mm. did. Um, it was more because it's very child-led. And I just thought I'd stop after a year. And sure, she doesn't need it anymore. Like, she gets all her nutrition from food. But it's more about, it's more than food. Mm. It's um, a parenting tool. And it's um, also a way to help calm and regulate their nervous system. And, you know, not to mention all the immunological support it provides. So... You know, all these things people forget. They just think, oh, you can just feed her something else. But it's not just mm. food. And that's, I suppose that's the main thing that I realised with my second child too. And, you know, it's something that's often left out of all the benefits that are promoted about breastfeeding. Um, you know, about it being a parent until, and about it being, you know, <coughs> a way to kind of comfort as well. Um, mm. So... It makes life easier for us as mummies when you have a lot to do, do and you know, and getting them to sleep. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Aye. It's always seen as a bad thing. Oh, you're making a rod for your own back, and no, you're not. You're just responding to your child's needs. So it kind of opens the way to a more gentle parenting approach as well. Um, I um, forgot what you asked me to begin I with. I went <laughs> off on a tangent there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lovely tangent. I think where we would love to go with this as well is like the things that Noella is saying is we would maybe love to have like get ed- people ed- educated better mm. because That's exactly yeah. <laughs> people think that to breastfeed their, their child it's a whole handling and that is what people think mm. and they think it's easier to bottle feed but actually it's it's easier just to you, you don't have to think about anything you just put them on and that's it and you've responded to their needs but um um we attended the here as part of the health forum we attended the human library with the fact team because it was um with the young the young people um and the young the youth ambassadors but we really wanted to do that because we wanted to chat to young people just about it and we th- we would love to be able to go further and start with some form of like education and going on and chatting in schools to make it s- just so that it's not uh a thing to be shocked about or you know it's just we just want it to be a normal natural thing that that young people see and maybe they might think oh because they don't see their mums really doing it that's what we would love to do is that the educational side of it and and even uh, and the visibility side of it too is it so it's not shocking people but we would love for people not to assume that the answer is just put them on the bottle because for a mummy that's that's wanting to breastfeed their child and as Noelle yeah. says it's a natural thing that's just an instinct that you really want to do then mm. once you've started it you, you do want to continue it um but it's not helpful for someone saying I just put them on a bottle it's not you know it's not a helpful comment to mm. say you know it's almost like you're doing something wrong by not putting them on the bottle so I think that's we, what we, we would love to do is the whole educational thing. Yeah, I suppose letting women know as well that if they are experiencing problems, that there's usually always a breastfeeding solution to a problem and that there are people that they can approach to get those solutions, you know, um, and to make them aware of all the different types of support that's available. It's not just the statutory support mm. that comes from, the you know, the trust or share starts and things like that. There are other um, avenues of support available, like the Breastfeeding Network in the UK, they have um, helplines, um, the National Breastfeeding Helpline, and there's also like the Association of Breastfeeding Mothers. Then there's also charities like Quidgy, which is an Irish charity. Um, they offer parenting support as well, and La Leche League, which is an international organisation. 
They have um, groups throughout the world, um, and that's a mother-led um, group. It's peer-to-peer support, and they don't, um, I suppose, where they're coming from, they aren't reliant on any other sources of finance or anything. It's all volunteer peer support, um, and they don't rely on funding from you know, outside parties that might have other agendas as yeah. well. So, you know, the information you're getting from those sources are going to be supportive of breastfeeding and not undermining, which is where a lot of, you know, the support online, like if you Google a lot of stuff, a lot of the breastfeeding information you're getting is actually coming from formula companies. Right, so yeah. there's a whole other Agenda. side uh. behind, you know, really need to be careful of your sources yeah. <laughs> of information and I suppose going to charities that are trusted like La Leche League and Quidgy uh, that are I suppose very supportive of breastfeeding truly yeah. supportive of breastfeeding without any other agenda you know that that's going to be good information and information that is going to benefit you not undermine what you're trying to do so good, yeah. yeah that's good good information a good bit of knowledge for people as well that are interested in finding out the, the right information when, when they're at um, the breastfeeding journey. Look, I've, I've followed BAPS for quite some time, I would say, from the beginning. I've, I've seen you were a year old there recently and was just looking through some of the achievements that you've had and some of the people that have been on board with it as well. I mean, the mayor, two different mayors have actually been involved now in supporting uh, BAPS, and I think that's great to see. Um one thing in particular I noticed was the big banner that was down at the the bog side, the free dairy, free dairy corner. Um, with Sinead and Kate, yeah, um, it's beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. So, how how did that idea come about? Well, we um we wanted to put on a celebration for World Breastfeeding Week in the first week in August, and that was going ahead in St Holmes Park House. Um, but we thought, well, how are we going to advertise this where loads of people can see it? So we thought, well, why not try and get a banner on around the town somewhere? Um, and the best place to do it would be right in the heart of the bog, where is the lowest rates in Derry, where, where, where we live. <laughs> so um, we just kind of asked about to find out how, how would we go about that. And, and like last year, we've had so many supportive people who really wanted to help us along our way. So we got funding from the the Danny Quigley Fund, um, and we were able to um, come up with a, a banner, a, b- a beautiful banner, so that uh, picture that was on the banner is showing Kate having a, our, our daughter having a, a feed, but there's a, like a tree of life going from into her, showing all the benefits, well just showing how beautiful it is really for breastfeed, so we thought that that was just a beautiful picture to, to put on the banner, um, and it did attract a lot of, a lot of attention. That was, was good, but we don't. We don't, it's not that we're trying to attract a lot of attention. We want to. The whole idea of us is to raise awareness and visibility. So we don't want to attract any negative attention. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people avoid attracting negative <laughs> yeah. attention. Um, but, but it was yeah. great. It was a great promotion um, of BAPS as well as just breastfeeding in general. Mm. Um, it's been really great to have the support of the mayors yeah. as well, like mm. Sandra Duffy. I think she has been very instrumental. Mm on helping us get to where we are now at this point because she basically like every event she was you know oh yeah yeah whatever you need whatever you need and she's been so good um she's very passionate about it herself and now um 
Patricia Logue has been coming along to our launches and events and supporting us as well. And it's really great that the council is keen to get involved because one of the other big things is that like breastfeeding isn't just between a mother and a baby. It's a social um, thing and it's, you know, it's for the benefit of society, not just the mother and the baby, you know, because of all the, the benefits it promotes. So it's, you know, it's linked to public health you know, the health of a mother and her child and how that's carried through life, not just physically, but mental health as well. So it's not just in the benefit of, you know, do you support a mommy, do what she wants to do. It's in everyone's benefit. Um, and that's where having the council involved really helps because, you know, they're taking it on. It's something that they want to promote as well, like good public health throughout, our, you know, our area. Um so it's just one of the small things that you can do to improve your, your health and the health of your family as well. So it's That's great lovely. to have them supporting us. That's lovely. Um, and I noticed he's ran, was it the first, was it a breastfeeding summit he's had going in, in the Guild Hall? There was an event he ran in the Guild Hall the there Black as well. Chon. That's the one, the yeah. Big Latchon. And that was pretty successful, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. With the highest numbers att- in attendance. And we've the lowest breastfeeding rates <laughs> in the world, so it was a bit of a ironic. Uh, mm. So the Big Latchon is an ev- a global event, and it's on the same date every year around the world. So we thought, well, we'll 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 put on some kind of an event for that now that we we have formed as a group. Um, and this again, Sandra Duffy was really helpful with us and offered for us to do it in the Guild Hall. So we put on that event and. Um, had as as Noella said, so we have the lowest figures in the whole of the world for breastfeeding. But for that event, we had the highest number of attendees in the world mm. come to it. So that just goes to show, I think, what um, promotion and advertising and visibility and what it can do. Because as I as I've had an, another baby since now, Kate, um, <laughs> you, if you go to groups and, and classes, you somehow manage to get yourself into all these different mummies what what mummy WhatsApp groups. Um, all just the idea is to support one another, but I must be on, I don't know how many now at this point with all these babies that I've got. <laughs> <laughs> but the most recent one that I'm in, it's mad because the majority of the mummies are breastfeeding. Whereas, you know, whereas all the other groups, uh, maybe there would have been one or two, a wee handful or whatever, but then this current one that I'm in now, the um, aquanatal mummies, if any of you are listening, <laughs> it's mostly <laughs> everybody is breastfeeding, which is really lovely, and we're right. all supporting that, you know, in, in that group too, so it's great. That's lovely. Um, so there, I mean, we don't know the figures, but from what you are saying, there seems to be some sort of rise in breastfeeding mummies at the minute, so you can congratulate yourselves there. That's clearly all down to BAPS, that that's happened. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think we can claim that, but we can certainly say claim it. We may it. have <laughs> <laughs> contributed, um, but that's the thing. Like we're we're trying to bring everybody who offers breastfeeding support together mm. because at the minute, um, not everybody knows, even within like health services or the charities, like what kind of services are available so it's letting them know about each other and what they can do because if you're with a charity and you're supporting a mother and they need um intervention such as a tongue tie and things like that it's important that you know who they can contact in that position you know within the health service and also that the health service know that if a mum just needs i suppose like a social support you know reassurance and that 
it, what's happening is normal because we don't really understand normal uh, infant physiology and behaviour here because we have this warped kind of view that babies are fed, they go into a cot and they sleep and they don't wake up again until they have a dirty nappy or they're hungry, which is completely not true. Mm. <laughs> um, so, you know, we have those expectations to kind of get over as well. So it's important that they can signpost to those people who have the time right. because our health service is very, very um, stretched at the minute and, you know, as hard as they're trying, they can't do it all themselves and we're trying to, I suppose, make the, you know, build the relationships between all the different types of support that are there and hopefully one day they will communicate freely (laughs) without needing um, someone in the middle. But, you know, that's what we're trying to promote as well, like build a breastfeeding community. And we can all come from different areas and have different, um, I suppose, different backgrounds. But at the end of the day, we all want the same thing, and that is to support women to do whatever they decide, whatever that may be. We're not trying to convince people either that Mm. they need to breastfeed. And, you know, it's about making sure women have the right information to make a choice that's right for them, that their decision is informed and not finding out further down the line that, oh, I could have, if I had just known about this, I could have done that. And, you know, it's I suppose you're trying to prevent that regret. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I suppose the self-blame as well that comes with, oh, I should have found out or I should have known because we have enough guilt as mothers as it is. We don't need that extra layer. Um, so it's just kind of building that community and then letting mothers decide, individuals decide what's right for them and their family and to be able to access the support that they need at the time they need it. And that support changes as your child Mm. grows. You know, uh, a newborn's needs are different. They say a toddler's needs. You know, you have come across different scenarios where, you know, your baby starts, they get teeth and now they're biting and, you know, it's hard and it's sore and, you know, it's kind of like, who do I talk to about that? And there are people that can just sit and empathise with you and offer wee tips. And, you know, it doesn't stop when your baby reaches a certain mm. age. You still need support, you know. So, I mean, there's so much going on there with Babs things that I suppose I wasn't even aware of. I mean, the, the connections you're making on behind the scenes as well. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff going. I suppose you're trying to be as visible as possible. <coughs> excuse me, on the social networks, but then there's so much going on behind the scenes that people aren't aware of how important it is, like relieving some of the pressures on statutory services by making connections, network and things like that. Um, It's powerful. It really is unbelievable, the work that's been done, especially just in the space of a year. Thank and am I right in saying that that's almost on zero funding? This is mm-hmm. just you guys' work. We got some <coughs> funding um, from Zero Waste Northwest um, and Maria was assigned some of that. So they we were able to use that and it was very little, you know, and as you say, we have done a lot, but we are striving now to, um, I suppose, get our own. We've become now a CIC um, under the I Breastfeed CIC, which is Maria's. She um, started that a few years ago Um so we're working under that now so we can access our own funding and not be relying on other Very other good. people um as well. So um yeah, it's it is starting to kind of evolve now. Um and uh, because there is like there's a huge gap and there's a huge need and mm. 
breastfeeding isn't always the priority when it comes to other things like you'll see that in the health service you'll see it in other parenting groups as well like it's always the first thing to be dropped and that's not the disparage like what everybody's trying to do it's just a fact mm. you know um it's not seen as a priority when if in my opinion if we've you know, looked at that, then a lot of other things would kind of fall into place. But mm. at the minute, it's it's not seen as the priority, and that's what we want to do. We want to make it a priority and have that mindset as well. You know, when people are looking for help, try and get to the bottom of this problem first right. and find a solution that will help this, not pass the buck or... I've gone another time. You're <laughs> You're <absolutely laughs> but yeah, I suppose um, it's addressing all the other barriers as well right. that women come across that you don't even think about when you do start to breastfeed or maybe you're not made aware of. Um, example, breastfeeding and medication. You know, every packet of tablets or medication you will pick up, it says cons- do not take if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. And Things like that are put on boxes because they obviously don't test during clinical trials women who are lactating or pregnant because it's unethical. So they can't put the information to say that it's safe. But there, um, there's a pharmacist now in the UK, Wendy Jones. She's made it her life work to kind of um, look at the, I suppose, the pharmacological effects of um, different components that are in drugs and how they're metabolized by the body and the the likelihood of whether or not they pass on breast milk. So basically just using her co- knowledge and common mm. sense to say, well, <laughs> if it's not um, bio- <laughs> orally bioavailable, it's not going to affect the baby, even right. if it does in the milk, you know, things like that. So she's um, using her knowledge to kind of advise like doctors and GPs and things like even women who are having cancer treatments mm. she's supported through um, chemotherapy to keep breastfeeding um, that you know on how to navigate that um, and one of the main things as well um, especially here in Northern Ireland um, like the levels of postnatal depression like 1 in 20 women is it 1 in 20? No 1 in 5 sorry 1 in 5 women are um I suppose they have postnatal or are diagnosed with postnatal depression, and a lot of them don't want if they're breastfeeding, they don't want to go to their doctor and mm. say I need an antidepressant because they think they're going to tell them to stop. That was my experience with my first child. I didn't okay. want to stop breastfeeding, so I didn't say anything, you know. So, and then I learned about that the breastfeeding and drugs um, fact sheets that are available through the breastfeeding network. Like you can look up it you know, most medications mm. and see, and they will actually say whether or not they're compatible with breastfeeding. Um, and even everyday, like, um, medications like Lemsip can be very um, detrimental to breastfeeding because there's a, a decongestant on it that can dry up your milk supply. Not in every woman, but in mm. some women. Um, so it's just letting women know information like that, that... They can still have some medications, but they need to be careful of others. And and I suppose other barriers are like when you're attending appointments, um, you're not allowed to bring any children with you. But if you're a breastfeeding mommy, you're, you and your baby are one. You're mm. a dyad. Mm. You know, you, your baby is expecting to be with you all the time. 
and you don't want to leave your child so you'll quite often put off the appointment and that has happens a lot especially we like physio physio appointments you know um for pelvic health after having a baby which is really important and a lot of mothers maybe aren't going because they can't bring their baby with them they they attend the appointment and then even seeking breastfeeding support itself sometimes you're not allowed to bring an older child to a group because they're over a certain age or you know they're not within their area some supports are open to people outside a catchment area and some supports aren't so mm. if you're not registered you you might not be able to go, but you might be able to go and not be able to bring your child. So there's all these wee barriers as well that even though there is support available, you can't access it because of you can't get childcare or you don't want to leave your other child. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's mm. it's all those wee invisible things that people don't realise or um, are aware of until they actually go and try to do something. It's like, hang on a moment. <laughs> you know, um, I suppose we're just trying to let people know that there's other ways and other areas and yeah again mm. back to signposting and I suppose giving some solutions as well and then on that too like the network meetings that are <coughs> that are happening Maria who's another member of BAPS as well she would host network meetings with um, ourselves and members of the trust and the Sure Start groups and the mayor has um, has attended those as well and the idea of those meetings would be too to bring up the sorts of barriers that that's that's happening um and trying for everybody together to come to some kind of solution off the back of that so like for example um as completely as noella says that you wouldn't even think about so if if i want to take my uh, 18 month old daughter to uh, a wee group but i can't because i can't bring the baby with me even though i'm a breastfeeding mommy i shouldn't be not allowed to bring him but then so she's missing out i'm it's and it's all down to that mental health and child care and stuff so those are the sorts of things that we want to be bringing up at those um network meetings to, to see is there a solution yeah so it's wee things like that that you wouldn't really <coughs> know about and that's that's and it's not always the case that it's the individual group's decision it's down to how they're funded and mm. i suppose the safeguarding <coughs> measures that they have in place as well for um other children yeah. you know mm. it's it's not all like on a base level here right. where someone's just saying no you can't come in it's mm. it's I suppose again it's a systemic problem where it's kind of filtering down you know it's all these regulations that just aren't supportive of I suppose parenting in general mm-hmm. and then as a result of that it's not supportive of breastfeeding mm, so it's you know. still no, down at the uh, bottom of the priority list <coughs> where we want to bring it up to, up to yeah. a good top I've got s- a lot of information there about mm. BAPS and a lot of really interesting stuff. I mean, as I say, like I've followed you from the start and there's a lot of stuff there that I, I wasn't even aware of. So it, it's really, really lovely and powerful to hear that. Tell me, what, what's next for BAPS? So Noelle has touched on it a bit when um, so we're going for all our own funding now to be able to not have to ask for favours, I suppose, to be able to put on our own events and not and be able to fund them ourselves. So that's something that's hopefully hopefully will be happening um this coming year now um we're also we've added another member to the group so we've kind of expanded a bit as well um there's all our there's all our wee ideas in the background that that you know maybe we'll keep secret (laughs) 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 uh, (laughs) watch this thing we're thinking about we're on talks about getting like a mural around the town, oh, um, just to increase the, the visibility, really, and to promote it. And 
obviously our town has got loads of beautiful murals all around anyway so that's why we wanted to go with that kind of an idea so there's nothing fully in set in stone about that yet but it's something that could be happening now and start of the year hopefully and we're just also planning the events that we held last year so we hopefully want to make them a bit bigger and better and um we have the world breastfeeding in public day which is happening in february and then the big latch on in april and world breastfeeding week then in august so you know planning those it's a lot and I have to say Maria does most of the <laughs> the planning when it comes to those yeah. things um so, like, she's amazing she just you have an idea and she just makes it happen yeah. so you have to be very careful <laughs> about <laughs> what you say there um because the next thing you know is oh you gonna do that <laughs> you do this. so um I suppose the next thing we have up is our Christmas lunch yes so um as uh, Sinead mentioned, I do the walking group on a Monday morning. Um, we meet at Sainsbury's at half ten and we dander up to the quay. And in this weather now, we're quite happy if people just want to meet us at the hotel and come and have a cup of coffee or tea or whatever. Um, and we've been having some chats as well. We've had Lehi Shivak and she did some... Uh, give some information about, you know, looking after yourself so you can look after others. Um uh, I'd say it's a bit more than self-care, um, but um, just being more mindful about meeting your own needs, mm. I suppose, and looking at how you're feeling. And then um, my co-walk leader, Laura Mitchell, who's a child health assistant with the Trust, she's been excellent. Um, and she has started um, doing some demonstrations of baby reflexology oh, for conditions such as congestion especially this time of year, cold and flu season, and also constipation, which are big things we newborns. Um, so she's been given some wee demonstrations for the mums on, you know, things that they can do themselves, especially now coming up to the holiday season when they might not, the normal supports aren't available mm. as well. So uh, the other, uh, I've gone a roundabout way of saying this, but um, the other thing I was thinking, like this time of year everybody's planning their Christmas parties and everybody's excited about their staff night out and when you're on maternity leave or if you're breastfeeding that's not always an option because you can't go out at seven o'clock for a meal well you can if <laughs> your baby, baby takes the bottle or you bring the baby with you yeah, so and it's maybe not always an environment especially here <laughs> to have a baby <laughs> but um you know I wanted um like mums to have an opportunity to go out and have a nice yeah. Christmas dinner and Christmas lunch and so um, we have organised uh, a lunch in the City Hotel and they are, they've, they've given us their own space so oh. we can, people can bring children of all ages doesn't matter whether they're 2 or 20, you know, <laughs> they're all welcome <laughs> you can bring partners um, and we're offering it at a subsidised cost oh, of lovely. £10 um, per person so it's just, you know it's not going to break the bank, but we're mindful as well about um, the cost of living mm. crisis that's going on too. But we just wanted to give mums an opportunity to come along, have a lovely meal. The wines will be able to play about and, you know, just get together um, before Christmas and just have a bit of crack, really. And it's just going to be relaxed and, you know, feed your baby and... Feed yourself. Feed yourself, that's <laughs> <laughs> You know, so, yeah... <coughs> We're looking forward to that. Um, That's lovely. Yeah. I think um, just a couple of things before we finish up. We we try and get a quote on the topic of what we're doing. So would you have like a, a breastfeeding quote 
that comes to mind? Is there anything that that you would like your go to saying? What on there's about a million. <laughs> it depends <laughs> on the situation. I think the one thing that always kind of stuck with me, and I've heard it a lot of other mums saying it too, is like just take it one feet at a time. Oh, very good. You know, <laughs> and because on those days that it's it's tough, you know. Um, the other one would be don't quit on a bad day, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give up on a bad on a on a bad day. My favorite one is get your baps out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very good, very good. Uh, and just, just finally, girls, where, where can we find more information about BAPS? On our Facebook and Instagram pages. So it's Northwest BAPS, um, and we're, we're showing. We just really show all the support that's available during the week. Um, but we also would share things too, like for example, that Wendy Jones pharmacist that Noella was talking about. We would share a lot of her stuff and. Maybe some other um, lactation consultants and stuff. It's not that we're promoting them; we're just promoting what they're ta- what they're saying. Mm. They offer you know? a lot of free resources as well. Yeah. You know, um, you don't have to pay for um, like they've blogs and things like that. So, yeah, that's perfect. So, just leaves me to say thanks very much, Noella. Thanks very much, Sinead, for being on the community soapbox and go use and have uh, the best day ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much for having us. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Community Soapbox, a podcast discussing all things health and well-being in the community. Make sure you subscribe to catch new episodes as they're made. For more information on projects at the Bogside and Brandeville Health Forum, visit us at www.bbhealthforum.org.